Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you and I'm so excited about today's topic because I get a ton of questions about what we're going to talk about. Just to give you a little taste of what we're going to talk about, I am all about the side hustle. I feel like everyone should have a side hustle and we're going to talk about what that is, how you can go about starting your side hustle, and We're going to talk a little bit about how I used my side hustle to earn over $46,000 in additional income in 2019. So side hustles are all the rage. You see articles all over the internet about side hustle this, you should start a side hustle like yesterday. Everybody talks about it, but let's actually talk about what makes a side hustle a side hustle versus being just like a part-time job because there are distinct uh, attributes to both. So first off, a side hustle is basically a side job, if you will, but more often than not, you use a side hustle to pursue a passion that you may not be able to do as part of your nine to five, your regular full-time job that's kind of paying the bills, right? So that's an important distinction to make from just getting like a part-time job as 
you know, like a bartender or a waitress on the side while you, you know, work in a doctor's office or you are a legal secretary or whatever it is that you do full time. So important to distinguish those off the bat because I feel like a lot of the times, you know, there's a little bit of confusion around what a side hustle is and what it's supposed to be. So that's number one. Also, side hustle is something that you do, obviously, for extra income. Um, You know, because obviously, if you're just doing something on the side for no money, it's pretty much a hobby. So that's an important distinction as well. Another important distinction about side hustles is that unlike a part-time job where you're still working for somebody else, a side hustle is usually exclusively you being your own boss and you deciding how much you want to work, how much you want to earn, And basically, you're dictating all aspects of this side job. So it's really different in that sense because your side hustle is really all up to you. And that allows you to express yourself creatively in ways that just getting a part-time job does not allow. So now that we've talked about what a side hustle actually is, I want to talk to you a little bit about why it's such a great idea to get one like ASAP. And... Uh, Then we'll talk about a couple of examples of how other people have done it, and we'll talk about how I've done it. I think it's absolutely essential to protect and ensure your financial future by getting a side hustle, because in this day and age, it's pretty much a required skill for you to be able to do more than one thing. And I think we can look around and you can identify folks in the older generations of your family that have literally one skill. And if that skill becomes obsolete, they have no idea what they're going to do. So the first reason why I think that side hustles are an essential thing to pursue if you want financial freedom and independence and security is that it teaches you an additional skill and it makes you a better worker because you're learning skills that you don't necessarily use on a day-to-day basis in your regular job. And I'm a firm believer in just always learning new skills because you just never know where they can take you. Secondly, we all hear on the news that unemployment numbers are at record lows and there's more jobs than there are for workers, but they don't talk about the fact that a lot of people are underemployed. A lot of people are working two and three jobs to make ends meet. And there's a lot of instability when it comes to your job at the end of the day. Corporations have become hyper-focused on cost-cutting measures. I know I've experienced this multiple times where they keep asking the same amount of people to do more work with less resources. And that's just the status quo at this point. Companies have found ways of making jobs that used to take three people now only take one. And that's not going to change because at the end of the day, the bottom line for any company is to make as much money as possible by spending the least amount of resources needed. And so from that perspective, having a side hustle actually provides a financial cushion in the event that you have an emergency, whether it's a job loss, a medical emergency, maybe you have to suddenly move for another job and you need extra income to make these things happen. Having a side hustle is literally like having a second job on standby at all times that you can do no matter what, regardless of what happens to your nine to five. And if you make it big enough, a lot of the times you can actually transition your side hustle into your full-time job. 
and you end up working for yourself, which is an added bonus. So now let's talk about some ideas for side hustles because that's always the question that I get. It's like, what can I do with the skills that I have to make extra money? So some really popular options for side hustles include blogging, dog walking, house cleaning, babysitting, lawn care or house maintenance work, making an Etsy shop and selling homemade custom items, DJing like my husband does. He's actually a DJ as a side hustle. Um, He actually owns a DJ business as a side hustle on top of his nine to five. So you can definitely say that we are side hustle couple for sure. There's people that have YouTube channels, they're brand ambassadors, all these quote unquote influencers that you see online. A lot of the time they're getting paid, whether in products, services, or cash to promote a product. And that is a real thing. A lot of people think like, oh, you know, you have to be a Kardashian to become a product ambassador or an influencer. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are everyday people like you and me that are making money for promoting products on social media, on videos, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever the hell that is. I'm still trying to figure that out. No, but seriously, there are a million ways to make money online. Another popular option I've seen online is tutoring. Online tutoring is a big thing and you can get paid to teach children English in other countries. So I think the best place to start is absolutely just go to Google, type in side hustle ideas, and then go through lists. There's hundreds of thousands of options that you can pursue. You just have to think about what you're passionate about, what skills do you have that could be marketable, and just start from there. And be sure to head over to the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast blog section where you can find an article titled 11 Ways to Side Hustle Your Way to Financial Freedom. Just visit YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com. I'm also going to include the link in the episode show notes. So now let's talk about how I side hustled my way to almost $47,000 in extra income in 2019 because I know that's why you're all here. So to give you a little bit of background, I am actually a food blogger. I've been a food blogger since 2013. I started it as a creative outlet for my boring as hell corporate nine to five that was killing me softly. So I've always been passionate about cooking. I've always been passionate about food and I thought about becoming a personal chef for a very long time. And I actually trialed that a couple times. I catered some private parties and I quickly realized just how much work goes into physically preparing food. And I quickly decided that that was not, I was just not about that life. It was not going to work out for me. I needed to find a different way to pursue my passion for food in a way that allowed me flexibility to work from anywhere. And ironically enough, the first time that I became aware of food blogging as a thing was from the Pioneer Woman. Now, if you're a foodie and you happen to live on a diet of three network channels, um, one including the Food Network, like me, you'll absolutely know who the Pioneer Woman is. She is a famous blogger from Oklahoma who created basically an empire from her food blog. And what made her blog unique was that she was pretty much taking like step-by-step 
pictures of her preparing recipes and posting all of those pictures. So a lot of the times when you think about cookbooks, you know, cookbooks usually have just like the final recipe photo. Everything looks beautiful. It's styled. Sometimes, you know, it's not even real food. It's like painted to look pretty. But she would give you step-by-step -step tutorials so you could literally replicate the recipes like step-by-step. And so I thought, well, hey, you know what? This is a way for me to exercise my love for food in a way that allows me a lot of freedom. So I started my blog in May of 2013, delishdelights.com. So I literally started taking pictures of recipes that I was making and posting them on this website. And, you know, they were hideous pictures. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I'm not a professionally trained chef. I just am a very passionate home cook. And I had no experience in food photography and styling. So at first, the website, it was really mediocre. And, you know, I was getting maybe you know, 10, 20 people looking at it a month. And then something happened that changed the... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. The entire trajectory of my blog. In January of 2014, I showed up to work and I had a 9 a.m. meeting on my calendar with HR and my boss. And I quickly came to the conclusion that I was going to be let go. And that's exactly what happened. I was given a two months severance package and had 30 minutes to gather up my things and drive back home 
on a day which happened to coincide with a blizzard. So as you can imagine, that was a very shitty day. But after the initial shock of the whole situation, I began to realize that I had just gained freedom that I had been longing for for years because I I really honestly hated this job with a passion. I had completely mentally checked out and I got, you know, a great severance package to just sit home and figure out what the hell am I going to do next. So I took the opportunity to take a one-day course at a culinary school in New York City. And uh, this course was actually a food blogging 101 course, which was still a relatively new topic for schools to teach in general, let alone culinary schools. And I happened to take this course with a fantastic blogger. You can find her at Just a Taste on Instagram. She's amazing. And she literally went over step-by-step how to launch a food blog from food styling to what platforms to use to SEO or search engine optimization, which is like the most important thing to know if you're going to have a website is how to get Google to actually show your website so people can find it. I took so much away from that course that I came back. I revamped my entire photography setup. I bought a professional camera. I got a whole little like light box setup and I was I was serious about this. I said, "You know what, universe? If you're telling me that being fun employed right now is where I'm supposed to be, then I'm going to take this time to hone in on these skills while I have the freedom to do so because let's face it, I'm not rich. I'm going to have to get a full-time job again at some point, but I'm going to take this time to explore my passions in a way that I could not have done. So when I look back, getting fired was the best fucking thing that ever happened to me. And I absolutely encourage you to take that same mindset whenever something that feels shitty is happening, because nine times out of 10, you're going to look back and realize that that thing happened exactly because it was the right thing for you. And it was pushing you in a direction that you maybe would not have gone on your own. That mentality has helped me understand so many things that have happened in my life. And it's just a great way to see, you know, what can look like really shitty things or challenges that we go through. It's usually because you're being redirected. So when I began to improve my skills and I started posting more legitimate looking photos, more complete recipes, And just really taking things seriously, my blog went viral for the first time, maybe six weeks after that course. And I could not, I could not describe the feeling to you. When I started getting notifications that thousands of people were sharing my posts, I knew that I was doing something right. And I have been at it ever since. Now, from a monetization standpoint, a lot of bloggers start off really just doing this for free. I think I've read statistics somewhere that say that less than 10% of bloggers make more than like $100 a year, which if you think about it, you know, your financial reward with anything in life is based directly on the amount of effort that you put in. So it's very likely that those 10% 
are the ones that are really putting in the effort. Now, my blog started making some serious money, I would say in 2016, because I was, I had enough articles to garner enough traffic that I was able to apply to some of the more prestigious ad networks. So ad networks, for those who don't know, are the companies that you sell that, well, they're the companies that sell space on your website to advertisers. So whenever you go to most major websites, you'll see ads, whether they're on the side of the screen, they're on the top of the screen. Sometimes there's pop-up videos that show up. So there are companies that that is their job. They work with uh, website publishers like myself, and they encode our websites to have advertisements. And these advertisements pay money based on how many eyes you're able to get on them, and also based on the clicks. So that's one major way that I was able to monetize my website was through ad revenue. And the second way is actually through what I was talking to you about before, which are sponsored posts or product endorsements. So like I mentioned, you do not have to be a Kardashian to get paid to talk about products. And one way that I have been able to monetize my blog besides advertising is to do sponsored blog posts where I get paid in cash money to feature either a food product or an appliance or some type of service. And this is not, you know, small peanuts. I've made anywhere from $150 to $500, $600 for a post where I'm creating a recipe with a product that is sent to me by a company or I have to go and buy it in a specific store. And that is also a way that a lot of bloggers make money. So before I go into the numbers about how I used these two techniques to monetize my blog and how much money I made in 2019, I first want to talk about traffic because that's really the most important thing about a website. If no one's seeing your website, no one's going to pay to advertise on it, and no companies are going to want to pay you to talk about or endorse a product when you know you have no social media following or you have no real traffic to your website. So just a little bit of background for me. My stats are pretty much as follows. I have anywhere between 100,000 to 175,000 people visit my website on a monthly basis. And that traffic obviously ebbs and flows based on the time of year. Now my website is primarily Latin-based recipes. So I have a lot of Puerto Rican recipes from my childhood and I also have a lot of Latin recipes from uh, different Latin American countries. I found that that niche specifically is what my readers most uh, relate to and are seeking. And so once I was able to determine that, I decided that that was the direction that I wanted my blog to go in. As far as social media stats are concerned, my biggest source of traffic from a social media standpoint is definitely Pinterest, which makes a lot of sense because Pinterest is really image-based and because food blogs are all about enticing people with the beautiful pictures of your food, Pinterest accounts for about 15% of my overall traffic, whereas the Facebook and the Instagram and the YouTube, that's a much lower number. So between... 
Pinterest and Google or other internet browser searches, that pretty much represents about 95% of the ways that people find my blog. So if you're interested in setting up a blog, the first step I would take is to simply go on Google and type in how to start a blog. There are hundreds of free articles out there which can help you get started so you can begin to familiarize yourself with the platforms that are used, with the search engine optimization techniques that success. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. ...bloggers use to get traffic to their websites and to also begin to understand the monetization methods that you can take advantage of. Because there are a lot of different ways to make money with blogs, and I only use two of them so far. But I know people that use all types of other uh, monetization methods like affiliate marketing, and that's something that you can research as well. So now let's talk about the numbers. In 2019, my blog made $46,858 in revenue before taxes. Now, about $43,000 of that was through advertising. So that is passive income that I'm earning really at all times of the day and night, whether I blog or not, because now that my website is established, advertisers are advertising on it 24-7. And I noticed that it really doesn't make a difference whether I post once a week, once a month. Um, Back in 2018, I think I took the entire year off and I still made money. So that's the important thing to note that. Once you have a blog and it's established and you're getting good traffic, you're going to make money on it whether you're doing something on it or not. The initial work to get enough content that feeds into the traffic that you get, that's where all the work comes in. And I think that's what discourages a lot of people because this is not something that happens overnight. I've been building my content for years. I have been perfecting my craft from a photography standpoint and from a writing standpoint. But I definitely feel that once I put that serious effort in, things just really took off. So as I mentioned, I made about $43,000 in advertising, and then the difference uh, was, and then the difference was made up from sponsored posts. I worked with several dozen companies in 2019 using products that were either food-based, so ingredient-based, and I created recipes with them, or appliance-based, and I created recipes with them as well. So that was what made up the other about $3,600. Now, granted, this money is pre-tax, so I'm gonna have to pay taxes on it, but even still, making an extra five, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 a year, can you imagine what kind of difference that is gonna make in your life? So if you've been on the fence about starting a side hustle, please hop off that fence and get to work because it's only going to benefit you and the only thing you're going to regret 
is not starting sooner. I'd love to hear what your ideas are for a side hustle that you're going to start in 2020. So please email me at info at yoquierodineropodcast.com. I would love to share your side hustle wins on the podcast and also on Instagram where you can find me at Yo Quiero Dinero Podcast. You can also find me on Facebook. As always, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave a review and share this podcast and any other of your favorite episodes with friends, with family. I appreciate all the love and support, and I appreciate you tuning in because I know there's so much competition when it comes to personal finance podcasts, so I'm really happy that you can be here with me. I hope that this podcast inspired you today to get your side hustle on. And until next time, stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.